0: You're listening to the Quince Podcast. Why are we allowing haters to gradually occupy center stage? Why are we allowing the world to believe that hate is beginning to define us as a nation? Unfortunately, the evidence is piling up. 11 men convicted for the gang rape of Bilkis Bano and for the killing of seven of her family members, including her three-year-old daughter, who were freed after serving 14 years of their life sentences. Why were they garlanded and felicitated after their release, almost treated as heroes? Why did BJP's MLA from Godra call these rape and murder convicts good sanskari Brahmans, who therefore deserve to be freed? In a country where those who gang-raped Nirbhaya were sentenced to death, what is the message we get from the release of those who gang-raped Bilkis Bano? Why was the review committee that okayed this packed with BJP party members? Justice Salvi, who passed the original judgment on these 11 convicts in 2008, why has he called their remission wrong and a very bad precedent? Here's why and this is the message. If the targets are Muslims, then even for crimes as serious as rape, murder, lynching, the consequences may be milder. Hum sambhal lenghe. Hum sambhal hum dilwa denge. Such lines are now being heard in public more frequently. Here's a recent sample. Listen to former BJP Rajasthan MLA, Dev Ahuja. <laughs> Ahuja killed in Laundi, <laughs> in to kill our people. Ahuja boasts that his people have killed five people, referring to the lynchings of Rakbar in 2018 and Pehlu in 2017. He says he has given a free hand to his party workers, and if caught, he will get them bail, he will get them acquitted. The same message. Here's another recent example. On 31st July, Sachin Pandit and Shubham Gujar, two men who allegedly shot at MIM leader Asaduddin Ovesi's vehicle during the UP elections in February, were welcomed by multiple right-wing Hindutva groups when they returned home after getting bail. Are we allowed to ask why these two men were not arrested under UAPA? Not charging them under UAPA obviously made it far simpler for them to get bail. It is again the same message. Zamanat bhi karvayenge, hum lenge. And what was being celebrated? The alleged crime of shooting at a Muslim politician, celebrating violence, Celebrating hate. No wonder then that the fan following for Nathuram Godse is also growing. Some years ago, Godse's birthday or Gandhiji's assassination would see four or five cranks standing somewhere with a small banner and the media would ignore them. But on 15th August this year in Muzaffar Nagar with Nathuram Godse getting pride of place, this was the Tiranga Yatra of the Akhil Bharatiya Hindu Mahasabha. Not four or five cranks anymore. But hundreds glorifying say on a day that we celebrate Bapu's gift to India, its freedom. Hundreds openly celebrating an icon of violence. Or then again, why are some of us cheering for another new icon of violence, the bulldozer? Bulldozers decorated with banners of Yogi Adityanath saying Baba Ka Bulldozer at an Independence Day March in New Jersey, USA. Similarly, a Madhya Pradesh BJP MLA brought out a dozen bulldozers to celebrate Chief Minister Shivrat Chauhan as bulldozer Mamaji. While the bulldozer demolitions claim to be targeting illegal constructions, most homes and shops that have been bulldozed in BJP-ruled states have belonged to Muslims. The message again is clear. The law of the land may now be used unequally to target Muslims. Apni jagah samjo or sambal ke raho. It is also no surprise that two days before 15th August, a group of extreme right-wing sadhus shared their version of a constitution for a so-called Hindu Rashtra. Nobody gave them the right to represent crores of us secular Hindus, but still there it was. And the key feature of this constitution was no voting rights for Muslims or Christians. While these sadhus do not speak for the BJP government, the fact is that they had the impunity to defy India's constitution and were not shut down. This government was quick to snub its own central minister when he claimed that Rohingya Muslim refugees would be given housing. Immediately, we heard the Ministry of Home Affairs saying, no housing planned, these are not refugees, these are illegals and a national threat. But a Hindu Rashtra constitution announced by prominent right wing sadhus got no response no snub the message is clear for india's minorities yaha second class citizen bankar rehna seekho be prepared to live here as second class citizens and do remember that in india's parliamentary history for the first time ever the ruling party today does not have a single muslim mp of the bjp's almost 400 members of parliament not one is muslim Yes, in the past too, it has been a tiny token representation but now, it seems even that is not required. The question we must all ask is this, why is India swimming against the tide of history? Why is India embracing sectarianism while the world turns more inclusive? Even as we take out Bulldozer Baba rallies in the USA, we fail to see how inclusive the US today is becoming, starting with a Kamala Harris an Indian Jamaican as its own vice president. We fail to learn from how inclusive the British Raj itself has become, with a Rishi Sunak seeing such huge acceptance as a possible prime minister. We fail to learn from an inclusive Canada that just recently had a Sikh defense minister. Ye jo India hai na, it must abandon this petty vindictive, politically motivated, outdated divisiveness and return to its inclusive, secular, diverse roots if it wants to stay a great country and retain its place in history.